0: What's up everyone and welcome to the school district podcast. My name is Adam. Welcome. This is my podcast. I'm the host and I thank you for being here to listen and learn from all the amazing educators I talk with. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy today's episode is sponsored by edu badges they are back as a sponsor as a former principal and director of innovation and technology for a really large school district i know firsthand how important learning and professional development is for all educators so just think about it adobe express expert artificial intelligence ai Apple Teacher Certification, Audacity, you can become a Chrome Champion, Common Sense Media, Digital Citizenship, Desmos, Flip, Go Noodle, Gmail, Google Educator certifi- certi- Certification. There's so many, I can't even say them all. If you've been looking for a transformative professional development solution that aligns with your district's instructional goals, look no further than Edu. Badges they're a groundbreaking platform offering flexible results driven learning for educators, the teachers say puts the spark of joy back into their PD they have over 270 badges to choose from so what this looks like is you get an account and by the way, it is free to get started, you get an account you log in you sign up and you can choose all the different things there's 270 badges to learn from they're all aligned with the ISTE standards for educators that's the International Society for Technology in uh, in education you just have a clear view of all the educators their progress it's really really awesome and guess what like I said you can get started for free with a free educator account giving your team access to select badges and up to seven hours of professional learning use promo code Adam that's just my name A D A M, for $20 off a premium account experience the difference and consider the potential for your entire. district visit edu badges it is linked in the show notes now to learn more or schedule a DEMO they will get on and actually do a free DEMO for you empower your educators today at edubadges.com don't forget use adam as the promo code and also if you're looking for a speaker if you have some professional development coming up i am booking events for 2024 right now and 2025 also i've given almost 400 keynotes all across north america i've worked in 46 states i got breakout sessions Leadership strands, you name it. I would love to work with you. You can email me directly, adamwelcome at gmail.com, or go to my website, mister Adamwelcome.com, for more information. I thank you for being here, and I really hope you enjoy the conversation that I have in store for you today. Adam Holland, welcome to the podcast. Nice to be here. Super excited. You're the first. Adam, other than myself on the podcast, which is very exciting. You're also the first director of communications that I've had on the podcast. We connected through LinkedIn, and I was like, you know what? That is somebody that I need to have on the podcast. They have a great name, and they have a very important job that I know everybody listening can learn from. Adam, for the people out there that don't know who you are, give us a little introduction. Just kind of tell everybody who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll start there.
1: Well, Adam, before I do, I want to ask you, what is your middle name?
0: Kenneth, after my grandfather.
1: So you're AK. Yes. Yeah, I'm AJ Adam. Oh, John. okay. And uh, I, I've got to tell you, in in my uh, years of of broadcast and communications experience, this is the first time I have been interviewed by an Adam. So I am very <laughs> pleased to be here. This is a this is a a gift in itself. Well, uh, again, my name is Adam Holland, and I am the communications director for. LaPorte Independent School District. We are a, a classic. we're, we're a, a smallish largest district uh, uh, just east of Houston proper. We sit on the Galveston Bay. In fact, uh, I can look out through the window of my office and see the bay and, and the cargo ships coming into the Houston Ship Channel. But uh, I've been here, I'm going on nine years. I came here from Longview Independent School District, which is in northeast Texas, uh, claim to fame, Longview. By the way, is that's where Matthew McConaughey is from? And oh he, yeah. Yes, I grew up with Matthew, and and we remain friends. So there, there, I, I've gotten my name drop done for the podcast. <laughs> um, my career prior to this was uh, I was actually an education reporter uh, for Cox Newspapers. Uh, was an editor for Cox Newspapers. Ran a newsroom. Prior to that, I wrote for uh, several newspapers and magazines, including uh, the Press of Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, um, ocean county observer uh, asbury park press and i worked as a radio newsman for several years and adam here's something interesting uh, more than you wanted to know but when you work in media um, it's not a matter of uh, if you're going to be fired or lose your job it's just a matter of when and Mm. and so i did um, lose a job from a syndicated radio show that only made it to 12 markets the smallest of which is in your home state Perhaps you've heard of it, Needles, California. Yeah, population three. Yeah, (laughs) that's not going to get you very many (laughs) advertising dollars. But um, uh, so I I sort of went off the deep end and operated a mail order citrus tree farm for six years. Um, And so, but here I am back in the business, and I just I I love 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 what I do.
0: Yeah, I have a soft spot in my heart for uh, newspapers. That was my first job. I was a newspaper boy. I had a I had a route, it was awesome. I used to wake up at five in the morning. I think I was like 12 or 13 when I got that paper out, and then my brother got one and then he dropped it. So I took his route. I made good money as a kid, I'll tell you, like getting those little tips and bonuses and we had to put the paper. On the doorstep, anybody that's like under 25 listening right now has no idea what I'm talking about because newspaper carriers are not really a thing. There's somebody that probably drives around and that just throws them, uh, throws them. There's there's not as many uh, anymore. I also know that you're a big baseball fan. So shout out to the, um, to the uh, Rangers who won their first World Series this year. I'm a lifelong San Francisco Giants fan. I actually have candlestick seats in in my backyard that's where the giants and the 49ers used to play and i used to go there as a kid uh super fun and um
1: well you giants are finally forgiven uh if i'm, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken i think it was uh bruce that and his giants that beat us in, in one of our very rare world series appearances and uh, but all is forgiven now that uh, we are not only world champions but we are state champions over the houston astros and yeah for in sure houston, and in the houston area and, and walking around with my rangers shirt on it, it sort of feels good right now
0: yeah no that's a congrats to you guys so uh, you. so director of communication i think this is a it's a really important job it's uh, it's I think it's somewhat somewhat of a unique position uh, most school districts I would say mm-hmm. like I don't have any hard numbers don't have a director of communication that's kind of just up to the superintendent and directors and principals and such uh, what, what type of stories do you look for in your district to uh, to share with the community um, as a director of communications.
1: Adam, I think uh, uh, the, the the main story that that I look for, and I look for it on a daily basis, um, on an hourly basis, is just just stories that 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 uh, allow us to, to to polish our apple, if you will. Um, mm. There are a multitude of success stories in public schools. Uh, I think that you know, and I've listened to your podcast. I think that you know that nationwide, but but especially in Texas, at least right now, public schools are under attack. Um, I am a product of public schools. Um, uh, My children are products of public schools. My doctor, my medical doctor is a product of public schools. Um, Public schools are, um, do we have our issues? Absolutely. But we also have so, so many success stories. And that's, that's what I look for. Things that, um, of course, school districts are now competitive because you can choose where you go to school. Mm. Um, So, you know, part of that is marketing as well. You know, what does Laporte ISD offer that neighboring districts don't? And we have a few of those things. They all have them, and that's I think one of the things that 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 makes communications such a vital uh, uh, role, uh, such an important role uh, uh, in 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 public school districts here. Is is again polishing our own apples, letting the community, letting the world know uh, what's what's happening and what's right with public schools. And there are so many things uh, that are right with public schools. And 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 that's really that's really my job is 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 to advocate and 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 let the world know that you know what things are going quite well here and here's why.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of it is, you know, as people, people have always asked me like, 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 what do you share? And I think it's kind of like, like if you buy a new car, you start seeing that car. All over town. So the point is, the stories are out there. Once you start looking, once you find a story, and you're visible, and you're in classrooms, and you're having conversations, and you're and you're out there, you're gonna see more of those stories uh, out there. It's kind of like that white Ford F one fifty that you just bought in Texas. Everybody has a Ford F one fifty. Just depends on the color. So that's not that's not maybe not not the best exactly. example. But but you know, point being is they're they're gonna be out there. Uh, what what do you think about? your communication strategy from from different standpoints from you have to communicate with the board you you know you have to communicate with uh, uh, the stakeholders in the community you know communicating with with schools what do you think how do you kind of compartmentalize that strategy um, because a lot of superintendents and assistant superintendents listen to this podcast and a lot of them probably don't have a director of communication they are the superintendent slash director of communication so how do you kind of break that up from a strategic standpoint are you strategic or do you just kind of communicate with everybody the same way
1: Absolutely. In fact, my master's is in strategic communications from Purdue University. Go Boilermakers. (laughs) Um, Yes, there there is certainly a strategy. First and foremost, um, um, as a general rule, I will communicate information to our board members first. Mm. They're elected officials. They have constituents Mm. who call on them wanting answers. They need to know those answers. They need to be able to answer those before they start showing up on social media and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and other avenues. Uh, also, as a parent of, of children who have gone to public schools, I I want to know. I don't want to learn as a parent. I don't want to find out about something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I want I want an all call. I want an email. I want a personal telephone call. I want something. So I, I try to go at it at that angle and uh, from that angle and that you know, look, the board needs to know, parents need to know and then that's when the press after that, that's when the press release goes out. After that, that's when I post on Facebook and and, and other socials. So that is my the order of operation. Uh, and it also a lot of it depends on on the story. And, and the story unfortunately is not always one that that, that uh, shines a positive light or is one that is, is, is that sings our praises. You know, sometimes there might be a flu outbreak in a particular campus, or or there might be a kid that that brought an airsoft gun uh, to to school. It's it's a toy, mm-hmm. but it's still against the rules. Sure. And here, it will get you expelled. Uh, you will be sent to an alternative school, um, uh, especially in this day and age when you can't tell fake from real. But uh, in, in those situations. Um, I let the board know and almost simultaneously, we let those parents know, look, this is what happened on your campus. The administrator that, you know, a kid reported it. We immediately took action. There was no malicious intent. Still, Uh, this student will be uh, uh, dealt with according to our policy. So, sure. Um, I hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. I just. Uh, I. I just think it's important, especially for someone like you that does it full time. That is your job. It's he- helpful to other people that don't have maybe that person just to kind of compartmentalize and how does it break it down. H- how has communication? How? How have strategies? How have tools changed in your time doing this job? I remember uh, when I was a kindergartner, uh, our teacher would. Uh, get a note and they would pin it to our back with like a safety pin. And then we'd go home and we'd turn around and our parent would take it off. And that, that was, that was the communication from the school. You know, when I was a, when I was a principal, it was a newsletter that they sent home that I then changed uh, to a podcast. And then we started using text messaging apps and there's parents square. Uh, How has it changed and kind of where are you now with maybe like your main tools in your arsenal? And I know you have many, And then maybe, uh, Adam, what do you see that's coming next or maybe that you see on the horizon that maybe kind of you're thinking about?
1: Well, first, uh, Adam, uh, I, too, had notes pinned to me. We didn't have the safety (laughs) pins. I was pre-safety pin era. I had the straight sewing needle type pins that, that, you know, the tailor uses to pin the pants. <laughs> um, and then of course my kids had the notes in the backpacks which mm. we found wadded up you know six weeks after the fact mm-hmm. uh, and I believe there's still some of that that happens uh, My main method of communication and I think the same with our principals is uh, we use we use Parent Square we're also a school messenger district but mm-hmm. um, uh, and 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 people who don't understand Parent Square school messenger you have the ability to do all calls you have the ability to, do a mass email or even SMS texting. Mm-hmm. I use all of the above. Um, here's an example: We have the holidays coming up, and we'll have an early dismissal. And um, I will, uh, I'll take a shotgun approach. Uh, number one, it's it's in, it's on the website on a slideshow. It's on a page pop. Um, it's I've it's been posted on socials. An email will go out later to parents, and a text message will happen on the day of that says, "Hey, uh, just a reminder." Buses are running early today. So mm-hmm. so we it's it's a multifaceted approach uh, in, in the way we communicate. Of course, um, Laporte is a town of about 40,000. We are classified as, as a very large 5A school district. I noticed that um, uh, listening to one of your earlier podcasts from Tomball ISD, which is about 45 minutes from here, they're a much larger school district. We are fortunate in and in, in that us our size allows us to to do a lot of grassroots, communicating um, we do a lot of face-to-face uh, mm. just yesterday uh, we were speaking at the rotary club uh, we we um you know speak at various community organizations earlier this week we were at city council these things are broadcast they're streamed over the web and believe it or not they they they, they get an audience mm-hmm. so uh, it's that's there, there's a lot of that what do i think is the future I think you know you and I were, were were talking earlier, and of course you just mentioned your podcast and and how when you when you came onto the scene, you would do newsletters and and the readership rate was was just not that fantastic. <laughs> well, as a career <laughs> writer uh, and communicator, I, that saddens me. Uh, mm-hmm. I love to read, uh, I love to write, but the fact of the matter is, uh, the majority of the population doesn't, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that um, video messaging. I think short message, you know, short text messages. I think that is um, maybe even geofencing. Uh, I know that there's some of that happening right now. Uh, we've used that in some of our marketing efforts, but I can see that becoming a, a more popular thing in the future. Uh, it's a it's an inexpensive, um, very targeted method. And um, I, I uh, who knows? You know, Adam, There, uh, uh, 10 years ago, I didn't realize that th- my phone would have more computer power than the thing that, that, you know, that occupied my desk and half of my living room. So I'm excited. Yeah. But I wish it involved more reading.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I was, uh, like I said, I was a newspaper kid. And then uh, starting in college, I see the New York Times every day because there was like a student subscription that you you could get it really cheap. And I just uh, I miss reading like the actual paper. I still read the news every day online um, kind of throughout the day. It's important. So so I think, too, like I'm, I'm trying to think about like, you know, as a from a communication standpoint, you know, we can be reactive where people go, we didn't know how come nobody told us. So then you go, okay, wow, that was a blind spot that we didn't know we had how do you think about this maybe in you know as as part of your cabinet in your district to be proactive from a blind spot you know what how do you think about okay Hey, who who are we not reaching? You know, Rotary, Kiwanis. There's a subgroup of people um, that maybe are not getting our messaging. Maybe, uh, maybe that maybe English is not their first language. And how do we how are we translating our message into that into that messages? How do you think about that from a proactive standpoint, Adam? Um, you know, you know, do you how, how do you find those those blind spots in your communication strategy?
1: Well, first, um, I'm very aware. We are very aware of our demographics. Mm. Uh, and the bottom line is we 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 make every effort to communicate to people where they are, mm. uh, whether their first language is Spanish or Vietnamese. Those are very common first languages in, in, in our neck of the woods, uh, whether it, it, it's someone who uh, just just uses a cell phone or just uses Facebook or just um, it, we we're very aware. And, 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 and further, Adam, uh, we consider feedback. And and I especially when it comes to communication, feedback is a true gift. Um, there are some there are some folks out there, uh, admittedly that uh, and and I'll give you an example. Um, we passed our voters passed uh, by a combined seventy eight percent, which is almost unheard of, uh, a, a two hundred thirty five million dollar bond proposal this past May. Wow! Which included, Congrats! Which included a football stadium that replaces one from the 1950s that um, really uh, she gave us her life and it was time to to move forward and, and progress uh, but of, of course we've provided updates on a website and on socials and 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 through the local newspapers which uh, uh we have a weekly and we have a monthly um uh, but really uh, and through a magazine that that we that we mail out uh, triannually uh, to every address, in uh, the Laporte ISD um and and that that encompasses uh, four different uh, municipalities by the way um but there was someone uh, on one of the social media channels that said well basically what's up you're building a stadium and i I don't know what you do. We visited (laughs) countless uh, community groups and and civic groups and churches and city councils and county commissioners court meetings. And we held meetings here and did socials and phone calls and, and hired a firm to do a survey. And, and uh, some people you're just, uh, you're just not going to reach. And, but, 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 uh, but still we seek feedback. Hey, how can we reach you? What is your preferred method of communication? Because, We're transparent. Um, We know that your tax dollars uh, uh, pay for what we do for our children here. Let us know. How do you want to be communicated with? And, and, And that's, that's the bottom line. We just, we just, we seek feedback.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I, I love that. And I think it's just, I think it's just a great question to think about all of us, you know, who, how can we improve? How can we uh, identify those blind spots? And I think that's why the the marquees on the front of a school are actually still relevant. It's kind of like old, you know, in quotes, if you will. But some people, their only communication is when they drop their kid off from school, or when they're driving and they glance at the school, they go, Oh, conferences are next week, or oh, there's no school for Friday, or there's no school for two weeks. Don't bring your kid because it's winter break. Um, so even just kind of like the old ish analog, I think there's a, um, you know, there's still definitely a, a place for that.
1: Well, and I regularly communicate with our our campus principals and say, hey, uh, copy and paste this into your marquee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether <laughs> it's you know uh, uh, we're off for the next two weeks to yeah. um, don't forget lemonade day is this Saturday. Yeah, and um, and 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 you're right. Marquees are old school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, billboards are old school. Yeah. Let's be honest. When you're driving down the highway outside of San Francisco or outside of Houston, um, you are among eight million cars that go down that road every day, and 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 you see those billboards, and 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 they are effective means of of, of yeah. advertising slash communication. And uh, we we'll take everything we can get. Here's another one. Talk about old school vinyl signage on the side of a fence, when someone has stopped. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, they're yeah. sort of forced to look at it. Yep. And um, we, we, we employ that method. Yep. But you, you have new school, you have old school, and um, I think they're all they're all good. Obviously, the local paper that comes out once a month um, that people read in barbershops and hair salons, that, that 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 that's a method of, of communication as well. But it, it's, it's more the feature you know hey look at what we've done and look at this photo of of, of little johnny here getting all state on the french horn um and and it, it's great it gives parents an opportunity to clip something out for a scrapbook but uh, but they're all they're all important
0: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I've seen I've seen some and I'm surprised I haven't seen more usage of school buses. Uh, I mean, most districts across the country, California, there's not a lot of busing. Um, They got rid of that a long time ago. But hey, buses are they're picking up kids and parents are looking at it. And, you know, even not like an electronic, but to your point, like a vinyl kind of sign or something or like signs in the windows, no school tomorrow or just whatever it is, or like the bond issues coming up. I think that's I think that's important. Uh, what, what, what kind of systems do you have in place? I feel like systems help solve problems, especially when there's something maybe sensitive um, or like a really tough piece of communication that you need to message out to the community. I, do you have systems that you've developed over the years Adam, um, for something that's really tough, like, oh gosh, something really, really unfortunate happened. How do you craft um, that message? Um, and you're like, okay, here's the system. This is what we're going to do. Boom, boom, boom. This is the protocol. What does that look like for you? Uh, and for people that are listening that don't have that, how could they develop their own system just to help their communication strategy?
1: Well, first and foremost, uh, uh, we do maintain a document vault. Mm. Um, if, if God forbid, uh, a, a student uh, uh, Commit suicide, which is, is all too common. Uh, God forbid if 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 some student is in a terrible uh, uh, um, car crash. Uh, we unfortunately we have letters that we have created previously, and we we maintain those so that at least we 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 have we've they're vetted, if you sure. will. Uh, sure. we, we already have the language, and um, those are very targeted approaches. Uh, we have had uh, a couple of teachers over the past few years that have perished. Uh, they, they've, they've, they've met an untimely uh, fate. And um, uh, those we communicate, of course, directly. That's one of those. Uh, if you talk about systems, when it's a campus thing, uh, we had a teacher, a very popular teacher a few years ago uh, on a Sunday, uh, suffered cardiac arrest and, and mm. died. Um, that the principal of that campus, and you, as as a former campus principal, I know you get this. Uh, that's really your place. Um, they don't want to hear from the guy who does all calls all the time. They don't. Sure. I think an email, and in in, in in some cases, can can be rather insensitive. Um, um, sometimes it's the only thing we have. But when you have a campus principal that can bring the staff in and say, "Look, um, this person is no longer with us. This happened." Uh, we, have, we have counselors available. I think that then the teachers, and this is how we do it here, and this is how we've done it in, 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 in the other school district I worked at. Then the teachers are the ones with the tightest relationships with their students. So then it's the teacher that says, class, I've got something you know sad to tell you. And, and, and Adam, I know as, as, uh, as, as an educator yourself, you've been there, you have been in those situations. Um, I think that when it's a sensitive issue, As well, we talked about earlier when somebody acts like a knucklehead and and brings a toy gun to school that looks real, that could incite all kinds of terrible things, we target those parents. And and in that case, we certainly um, um, can send them an email. And a lot of times I'll tell the principals, look, they would rather hear your voice than mine. They trust you. They know you. You call them. So um, that is, uh, again, it's, it's unfortunate. That that we have a, a, a vault uh, of documents that dealing with with untimely deaths or terrible accidents or uh, just unfortunate things, but again, it it um, it allows us to expedite the process of communication, and and uh, it's 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 commu- it's a communicate that has has been vetted and reviewed and accepted over the years, and, sure. and so that's that's, that's pretty much the system. But, but again, as a, as a former campus principal, there is no black and white. I mean, mm. there are, there's plenty of gray area and, and a lot of times you have to take it on a case by case basis.
0: Yeah, sure. Switching gears a little bit. We love talking about books on the podcast. Do you have a favorite book, Adam, that you've read over the years that you recommend? Maybe it's education based, maybe it's leadership that you want to give a shout out to on the podcast.
1: Well, of course Um I, 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 i'm a i'm a grammarian so i'm sort of dorky when it comes to books <laughs> um i mean i'm i'm the i'm the kid who read the dictionary growing up but wow it, uh, for me um you know lately um and i can't remember the author's name but it's a memoir i love memoirs and there's one called educated it's on the new york times bestseller list
0: oh yeah of course i read it it was insanely fascinating
1: absolutely yeah. um and, and then uh, um uh, believe it or not i'm i'm sort of a westerns guy Uh -uh. on texas (laughs) um anything that uh anything written um, about texas or i love history i love nonfiction. um the world history of salt sounds boring (laughs) and it's about as long as war and peace but it's fascinating
0: interesting uh,
1: if you're into learning it's not something that you're going to take back to the classroom or to your, to your executive cabinet, but, uh, the world history of salt, which I actually shared with the executive cabinet during COVID during our everyday zoom cabinet. So, um, they were impressed.
0: Yeah. Educated is by Tara Westover. It's got over 200,000 reviews on Amazon. If you, if you want to think you've read it all read educated because at chapter three, you think you've read it all. And then at chapter six, you think you've read it all. And then chapter 20, it just keeps kind of upping the ante Um, again, kind of insanely fascinating favorite baseball player of all time.
1: That's easy. Juan Gonzalez, otherwise known as Igor. Yeah. Um, Now he disappointed me because he refused to play in the hall of fame game in Cooperstown because the uniform didn't fit like he wanted, but You know, with with multi-trillionaires, you have egos. Uh, But Juan Gonzalez is—he's my guy. Uh, Of course, Nolan Ryan uh, is—is—he's a local. And uh, you know, after the little episode on the mound with a certain Chicago White Sox uh, player, um, it's—it's—it's hard not to not to love him. But what about yours? Who's your favorite of all time?
0: Yeah. So my favorite player of all time. uh, Growing up, I was a I was a Giants fan. I was also I was I was also a catcher. And we used to go to about 20, 25 baseball games a year at Candlestick Park. And I just glommed onto Bob Brenly. Um, he was a catcher. He was an All Star. I think one or two years had a decent career. Then he, um, I think he's actually still an announcer for the Chicago Cubs, WGN. Well, I struck up a friendship with Bob Brenly, and I would write him letters. We would go down to the down to the field level and get autographs. I have a catcher's mitt with so many autographs, Will Clark, Bob Brenly, Rob Dibble, all these just, uh, Jose Uribe, all these really, really awesome guys. So I started writing uh, Bob Brenly letters. Hey, my name's Adam, I love to play baseball, and he would write letters back to me. So I was about eight, nine years old, and my dad my older brother and I were down at the railing, and I was like, Bob, Bob. I'm like, it's Adam. He turns around and looks, he's like, Adam? comes over he's like come on the field he invited me my brother and my dad onto the field at candlestick park we took pictures so then i kind of upped it again i said hey i want you to come to my school can you come can we do an assembly at my school so my dad gets a call from al rosen who was the general manager for the san francisco giants and we had bob Brenly day at my elementary school when I was in fifth grade, he came, he did a two hour assembly. I was the most popular kid in school because I got everybody out of school for two days. So uh, just uh, not just a great catcher, but I think it's a really great um, story because just a great guy. He just took an interest in a fan, which I'm not saying that players don't do that anymore obviously this was like 30 years ago uh the game was different um you know media was different but um if you're a professional baseball player or a professional athlete it's a good reminder to the fans uh, your job's important but the fans uh the fans are why you are there which i think is uh i think is really important so speaking of shout outs who would you like to give a shout out to on the podcast adam that is in your district or on your team
1: well, uh, first of all, the entire team is is outstanding, but if there's one person I'd like to give a shout out to, it would be my superintendent, Dr. Walter Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, he it, he changed the culture here when he arrived in 2020 uh, in, in the middle of COVID. Uh, we are a district uh, that now uh, acts more like a family. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of collaboration. Um, we seek feedback, as I mentioned earlier, and um, it just, you know, culture as... As, as, as he quotes somebody else, and I can't say who it is, but culture eats strategy for breakfast.
0: Peter Drucker.
1: There you go. Yep. Um, and, and he said that, I just, my memory fades. <laughs> uh, but, but, but it is it is it is so true. Uh, when you have the majority of your staff saying, hey, Mondays are my Fridays, that's a good thing. Yeah. And it all starts at the top. And um, uh, it, that's so, my shout out goes to Dr. Walter Jackson, uh, a former INSPRA superintendent to watch and uh, multi award winner and, uh, and a fantastic guy.
0: Awesome. So, shout out, Shout out taken. We'll have to have him on the podcast uh, down the road. Adam, if you could, if you could choose one person, uh, alive or dead, to spend the day with who's not a family member, who would it be and why?
1: Wow! Um, even though I've heard you ask this question on previous podcasts, and I thought I had an answer, <laughs> I don't, uh,
0: everybody always thinks they have an answer until they get, and they're like,
1: "Wait, who would it be?" <laughs> um, you know, I think that um, I think that the one person I would I would want to spend the day with would be the person who mentored me in radio. I didn't realize it at the time, but his name was Glenn Goza. Um, in fact, you you might hear a tune that he wrote in the upcoming movie, uh, The Iron Claw, which uh, about the uh, Von Erich family from Dallas. He'd written a, a song for them when 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 one of the older brothers died. But uh, he was he forgot more than I will ever learn when it comes to the broadcast business and radio and communicating with people in a kind and and humorous and gentle way. And I think if I could just hang out with him, uh, even if it's just for a few hours. Uh, I would have a, a ton of questions and and would 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 walk away with with more wisdom than I deserve. So there you have it. And and give me twenty minutes and I could come up with a ton more. But I think <laughs> that, uh, he was one of my first mentors that uh, that that in in my professional life. So that that would be that would be the one.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love what you just said. You know, be humorous and and be gentle. And I think that is a really really great combination in this. In this dynamic, complex world that has too much friction in it, I think, right now, yeah. um, just across the world, not just in our country, but across the world, you know, be humorous and, uh, and be gentle. Adam, a big part of this podcast is just amplifying the voices of my guests. So I'm just going to pass that microphone over to you. What would you like to say to all the people that listen to this podcast?
1: I think that I think we, we just said it. Uh, be gentle, be humorous. Mm. And I think being genuine is huge. Um, and, and you know what, since I, since I have a soapbox, a bully pulpit, if you will, um, watch what you say on social media, please. <laughs> Just because it's in writing doesn't make it true. And so if you're reading, uh, uh, vet a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but seriously, I, I think that, um, like you said, there's so much friction. Uh, there's so much friction surrounding so many subjects, be it political, be it, uh, um, well, political, And Mm -hmm. guys, we let's we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. That that would be my message. Let's let's be gentle. Let's be humorous. Let's be genuine. Let's let's offer grace. Yeah, grace. That's that's it. And yeah, I, I
0: love it. that. Yeah, humorous and gentle. In my home office, uh, people can't see it. Adam can I have a sign behind me that says "Work hard and be nice to people." My dad bought me that about 20 years ago, uh, before he passed away. And I also think those uh, those simple sentiments uh, really go a long way. Adam Holland, director of communication, the first Adam and the first director of communication on the podcast. I need to make that more occurrence. Get some more directors of communication because absence absent of information people will start to loop their own story in their head or if they haven't been communicated with in a timely fashion they're gonna be like well what's happening i don't know so think of your plan think about your stakeholders think about all the different pots think about any blind spots that you might have in your communication strategy because when people know, you're going to be able to do more because they're going to be informed. They're going to have investment in you and the organization. I just think uh, it's so important. Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everybody listening, thank you for all that you do, and I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.